That's are you saying. just saying we should start Yo, the show? Are we not on the show? I mean, is we're this not. Is this not the show? Wait, this is not the show. Wait, where's oh, this? I thought we were done because I'm about to leave. I've got yeah. dinner plans. I mean, uh, the show. I mean, you know when the show starts. You know when it. You, you know, it starts when the music starts. I wasn't gonna give you the cue. I I was really hoping that you would line me up. For hey, the hey, Blevins. When does the show start? It starts right now. Saucy Mailman, the greatest <laughs> assist man in the business, throwing me the alley-oop, and I slam it down right there. I've got to say, that's, that's the best intro we've ever had that, ever to the show. It definitely is. That was great. I will say it was hilarious how everyone kind of looked like the intro to maybe a 90s sitcom during that. <laughs> We're just like smiling at the camera, you know, <laughs> kind of do like a small little gesture. Yep, it's perfect. Uh, yes, it, it was perfect. And you are all perfect, everyone listening out there in podcast land. Welcome to Rune Terrible Radio, episode number eight. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Saucy Man Man. What's up, buddy? That's me. How's yes. it going? We have a very special guest today as well, Casanova. Yo, what is up? What is up, my dudes? How's so- it going? Oh, not too bad. You know, hitting that grind. The grind. The grind. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome because we have something to actually grind. It's yeah, opening that's week, true. baby. That's true. We got some we got some playtime under our belts. The game is out in the open and it's not going away. Yeah. It is great. It is grand. What's, something crazy. I don't know if you guys have felt this. So the game has been out as at the time of us recording, not even a full week now, right? Yes. Um uh, and it, it feels like it's been longer, but like watching people's discussions online, talking about it as if it's been out for like months and yeah. months and months. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this bug. I'm like, it's been four days. Calm <laughs> down. <laughs> but I think it's just because it's it like the it's an open beta, but it feels so polished. Like it seems yes. like a released product. It does. That's actually that's very true. It does. It does feel like it's a game that is done and should be done, and there shouldn't be problems. And then there are issues. So like, I get why people like rage, but it is you contextualizing it like that yeah. makes it very funny. Because I've heard I've heard people say all of that stuff, that same stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's four days into a beta. Mm-hmm. Like, chill out. Yeah, and there's and there's so much. I mean, I've I've already had the conversation a bunch of times of like. Oh well, they're not doing this. There's no, I mean, there's no tournament mode. I'm like, bro, how old is Hearthstone? Uh, and there's yeah. no tournament mode. And they're not going to do it. So, uh, but um, we'll we'll be talking a lot about the game, the meta, our impressions, all of that stuff. But first, let's just do a little little intro of yeah. Casanova. So, for those of you who do not, for those of you out there who are unfamiliar with Casanova, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, buddy? All right. Well, I well, I'm Casanova. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm I'm a ex professional Heroes of the Storm player uh, before it was brutally killed off by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, and since then, I've just been kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to kind of do moving forward. Right now, I commentate TFT Fight Night on Giant Slayer TV. Oh yeah, uh, as well as just kind of making 
any other content that I can find. Right now I'm playing in the CCL over on Heroes Hearth, which is a uh, Heroes of the Storm kind of tournament where they're just, it's like an invitational for a bunch of personalities to come play some fun matches. So I do that on the side, but primarily right now I'm streaming Legends of Runeterra and focusing on trying to return to competitive gaming with this game. I'm hoping that it does well and I'm just, you know, keeping my head down and grinding it out, trying to get really, really good at this game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we're all doing, except for me. I'm not actually trying to get good at the game. I'm, I'm failing <laughs> yeah. horribly. I'm not trying, and I'm failing. Uh, unless <laughs> it's Expeditions. Uh, expeditions, I, you know, uh, Saucy, how many ex- how many seven-win Expeditions so, am yeah, I up to Yeah, I've been right keeping now? track of how many seven-wins Expeditions Blevins has, and we're up to 113 yeah, seven-win Expeditions. It's, it's been crazy. Uh, I, I have everything maxed out. I have all the cards already somehow. And, yeah, uh, it's full collection. Yeah, full collection. Actually, I'm, I'm on my third account. Actually, I've got uh, yeah. one for every every single shard. Um... Actually, actually, <laughs> I uh, so I played in a tournament recently, just like a week one. It was on uh, Sunday. Wait, it was just a quick... wait, already? Yeah, there's a small. It was like a hundred dollar run by Monokuma. You, you guys, oh, uh, yes. TFT scene, yeah. right? Like, so he, yes. he used to run those really quickly into TFT scene. He ran just a very small like the, the format was really like not good but that's not his fault it's just the game is brand new no one had right. cards no one so cards. the format <laughs> was literally you you bring one deck and that's yeah. all you to play yeah and it was like best of three or something so if you get countered it's like really rough right but um there was like a person that was talking about yeah i've already maxed my chest on three accounts and i was like wait that's so smart because you can actually make different deck lists on your three accounts because right. I'm just playing and gaining zero EXP all day <laughs> because I max out the EXP instantly. Yeah. So they've gotten to test out so many different lists because they're playing on three accounts. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, I man, part of me wants to make like an EUW account, but then there's another part of me that just absolutely doesn't want to think about yeah, doing that. At all. Oh, I, I have the same feeling. Like, I really want to do that and then, like, play more decks, but also I really don't want to do that. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Just, just let us... Oh, I don't know. They probably won't let us use our account across multiple things. There's probably some logistical no. reason why you can't do no. that, but... Uh, Casanova, question. Uh, how's the grind been? What rank you got to? So, yeah, I was able to reach Diamond 4 already. I got that yesterday um Ooh. i basically spent all of yesterday i started at plat four zero lp and uh i went 33 and 13 uh running basically it was tides at least i think tides was the originator of it that's who i got it from uh tides of times darius elise spider kind of aggro deck mm. uh with a couple late game finishers um and so that's the one, the deck I ran, and and yeah, thirty three thirteen. It took a lot less time than I thought to get from Platinum yeah. Diamond. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty strong. And we're gonna be talking about some. I mean, I think that deck specifically is a good example of like the kind of deck that you're gonna want to play if you want to grind up fast because it oh, is yeah. an yeah, because it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. You, you, I mean, if I played Control and went thirty three and thirteen, it would take me like say, four days. I was gonna say you'd <laughs> still be playing the first I half of still, those games. Exactly. It'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love playing Control. When I played Hearthstone, I mean, my favorite deck was Freeze Mage, and after that, it was Control Warrior. So mm-hmm. I, I love Control decks, but um, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta play aggro if you want to climb in a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Filthy, Agro filthy is control players. Also, another like 
this is this is my like not tinfoil hat, but this is just my card game nerd coming Your out. Cardboard hat. Like aggro in a brand new card game while people are still learning the game is so good because it, it punishes is. people for not it knowing is, how yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. Like you can capitalize on people's mistakes so much better with an aggressive deck. Yeah, I think that's the main reason that I went 33 and 13 yesterday, and today I went 12 and 16. <laughs> because, <laughs> yep. because I'm playing this aggro deck, right? And climbing through plat, it's that crazy. A lot of people, I think, can get to plat very easily playing whatever deck is just good. They can easily climb there. And then, once you get to diamond, there's you're queuing into the same three people, and they're all good. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Like, I was playing uh, against Tides of Time, Astrogation, and then Five. I think he was an artifact player. Uh, these are all people who are professional card game players. And then I'm the fourth person queuing in. <laughs> it's just the four of us. And, like, I'm, I've been a professional gamer. But a card game is something that is... Uh, it's not new to me. I've played card games all my life. But as far as to compete in yeah. one, it's a little bit newer. Yep. So... I'm still able to hold my own, and in my climb to reach Diamond, I played against these same players, but it just wasn't playing them every single game. And I actually had a favorable win rate against them yesterday, but it's it's a lot harder when you're just playing them, and yeah. one of them's running a hard counter deck to the aggro deck with Fiora. You said... Uh, yeah, you said... So, I, I want to ask you just this question I just thought up just now with no oh, prior yeah. background. Well, no no um, background at all. How do you feel about Fiora specifically? God, <laughs> she's my favorite, actually. I love her. Um, no, it's it's just the most frustrating <laughs> character to play against. I don't think she's like OP or like the best thing. I do think she's good. I think she's a viable champion to be playing and in, in, in her lists are pretty good. But mm-hmm. especially when you're playing decks that have smaller minions in or not enough control to deal with her or at least to get through all the denies and different things that they have Mm -hmm. to protect her it gets real frustrating when you control the board all game and then just they slap a fiora down and slowly kill you by hitting you four times even though you've dealt (laughs) 19 damage to them (laughs) yeah can be a bit upsetting fiora is one of my favorite cards just as a designed card because like you said it it's not a broken card at least we haven't seen it be broken yet it's been very good it has a lot of counterplay which i think counterplay is something that we'll be talking about as we go through the show uh as saucy and i have been mtg players for many years now so we know all about uh actual interaction which yeah for you, all the hearthstone players out there interaction is when you do something that impact i'm kidding i'm trolling uh <laughs> he um, says talking to me the hearthstone yeah player. i also <laughs> have played hearthstone since uh closed beta 1843. so 43 yeah actually 1843 <laughs> yeah. that was also the uh, day i got my first seven win expedition in legends yeah. of runeterra yeah. same day that explains like just the excitement with nax coming out because you waited yeah. so long i know yeah. it's almost out guys it's almost out (laughs) how many memes can we put in a one one minute block uh i think i agree though i don't think fiora right now is broken per se but i she's a card that i i feel like we're all gonna have to keep our eyes on and the design team's gonna keep their eyes on in the future that's a card that definitely will break the game at some point oh well i part of me kind of thinks it, it may have there's definitely some people who seem to have found like very good lists for it and yeah. mm-hmm. It feels really difficult to beat. 
Um, mm -hmm. It feels like a, a, a struggle the entire game if they draw Fiora. And it's like, um, I think there's enough answers right now that it's fine. Mm -hmm. But I definitely am worried for her in the future. And I also yeah. do think that she is currently, I want to say, maybe not an S tier champion, but a tier one champion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary for that kind of card. Mm -hmm. That's a scary prospect. Yeah. She definitely is in the right hands because it does take the right skilled player who you have to have a core understanding of how the game works to be able mm -hmm. to successfully play that. Cause like there's so many times I've beaten players that just screw it up. <laughs> and it's just like from <laughs> yeah. them not understanding. It's like, yeah. Oh, you didn't know how that card works. Yeah. So I've they're gotten like, so much of that. They like slam a Fiora on three with no banked mana and you just like, use a removal like, card. Yeah, it's gone. Like, it's uh, like, Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> no. Cause now all the Fiora players are just passing on turn one and two. And slamming Fiora with three mana, three spell mana. Yep. And it's like, it's, it's, I have to, I'm playing aggro right now. So it, I think I need to just like change what I'm playing. Obviously, it's mm -hmm. losing to Fiora. I need to switch decks, but uh, I need to play things on one and two. And then by the time it's three, I don't have mana for combat tricks. They've right. slammed yep. Fiora. It basically is lost at that point. There's some, right. there's some things that I can do to come back on board. And I have a lot of, things in my deck to deal with it and i've i've teched in a bunch of cards to deal with fiora and mm -hmm. sometimes i can win but then after you finally kill the fiora they just slam a radiant guardian and heal back to full and so it's like yep, yep. there it's is it's pretty rough it it's crazy and I'm, I'm wondering i'm wondering if a, a card like fiora is is purposely pushed to be i mean because it's really good against uh elusive decks because all those creatures are so small you pick them off on your attack it's good against the aggro deck decks for the same reason. You're picking off prime units, or you're just eating the free the one one spiders for free, basically. Um, and I'm wondering because like that is going to be very good if you're playing an aggro deck, and you it's best of one on the ladder, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if they're balancing the cards. If this is like almost an indicator that they're balancing the cards for a tournament format. That's like okay, Fiora is really good against that deck, but you can build a control deck. That just has all of the deal three damage, deal you know deal three to everything that came into play this turn. Uh, if a minion die, like the Shadow Isles builds, yeah. uh, the the more controlly Shadow Isles builds are really good against Fiora. So if you're playing a you know like a Conquest or a Last Deck Standing, I don't remember the exact Hearthstone formats for tournament, but like if you're playing one of those yeah. formats, like yeah, the, the Fiora deck might be able to win uh, is very favorable in some matchups, but it's actually a huge dog in others. Yeah. Well, it's like the the last my one of the favorite decks of mine that I played in the last preview patch was literally the only minions was a Trindamir and an Anivia. That mm -hmm. does pretty good against Fiora. Like if you have no minions in your deck, you have no creatures. It's right. all removal. It's like okay, <laughs> so yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah, I think I think that absolutely would be would be good against Fiora. The the problem right now with that on ladder, but I don't think there's a problem in general. I actually prefer when a game is balanced like that to, mm -hmm. yeah. to have tournament speed. The, the primary thing yeah uh i would still just play fiora on ladder right now because <laughs> if they if you play that control deck you're just gonna get steamrolled by six aggro decks before oh, you yeah. find fiora. Mm -hmm. and it's just like that I, I, but i agree that that's good balance i don't, I don't mind if that's the case if right. that's the case then i can build a control deck that beats these fiora decks and mm -hmm. bring it to a tournament and not worry about fiora there that's great and then I'll realize that Fiora might be one of the best decks on ladder and I'll just start playing it. And at least when in a mirror match, you can't right. complain. Right. right? Yeah. Like, 
play better. <laughs> you, yeah, you can just you can just play better, and there actually feels there's so many times to actually play better. It, it feels so yeah. good and rewarding yeah. after playing this, Hearthstone for so long. This game feels so good. Yeah, I, I this game feels so good. I, I have to flex my actually earlier today before the show I was playing in an expedition. Of course, I'm I'm, I'm undefeated right now. By the way, uh, <laughs> I played. I'm, I have like a mono, almost a mono elusive deck. I actually first picked Teemo thinking I was going to go meme. Uh, puff caps and then i just yeah. got nothing but ionia cards i've nice. got like all the elusives i've got uh and i've got like three denies it's like my deck is insane actually um but i i and i have a zed is the other piece that's important to this story so i'm attack i'm playing against a mono freljord deck and i have uh i have two three power elusives and then the two-one elusive that gets pumped when a guy comes into play. Okay, the duo. The duo, and he's at six. So I need two of these elusives to get through, and I also have the two-one. So I'm like, I have eight power of unblockable damage, and I'm open attacking. And I'm like, I can just attack with these, and I just win. But I'm like, hmm, what's that card? If he has favorable wins, I need to be able to pump up my guy one more he was at three not at six yeah. i'm like if he has favorable yeah. wins he's going to be at one so i'm like and he had frozen my zed the turn before so I'm, he, oh he had the rhinestone guy my zed had zero attack i'm like i'm gonna also attack with the zed to create the clone to pump the yeah. duo and i'm like i probably don't need to do this but i'm just gonna do it anyway and he had the favorable wins and I won exactly, and I just spammed oh. the Heimerdinger like calculus so one. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I had like it had been a long time since I felt like I really earned a win in a card, an online card yeah. game, and that was the moment for me. I was like, wow, I actually knew a possible card that they could have, and I figured out a way to play around it. And based on the board state, I may have very well lost that game if I didn't win right there. So. I'm uh this is a long way of me just bragging that I got a win in expedition but <laughs> which I mean you're at over 100 seven win expedition yeah, over so, so that's yeah. Cool, yeah. seven over 700 expedition wins so far yeah it's um, not bad in 6 days yeah it, it, 5 it, days yeah, I I have not slept and also I created some extra time but speaking of hundreds of wins yep we have our very first person to hit master rank in the world that is uh pakrovak hs they are a i believe a czech republic player um the legends of runeterra twitter actually tweeted out um yeah. that they got it so very you know congrats to him um he did post his decks on mobilytics which we have in front of us and we've looked at and uh, Casanova, you had we were, we were talking in the the pre show. You had a pretty uh, interesting observation about all these decks. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, he's just playing what everybody on the ladder is playing. Like, well, <laughs> at least at least in diamond. So before diamond, yeah. you run into a lot more stuff. But once you're at diamond, this is just what all of the good players are playing. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at uh, the one he got to master, which is essentially the list that I was just talking about, mm -hmm. uh, playing up to diamond. It's the uh, Elise Darius spider aggro list with a couple kind of late game bombs. You run two Rasa, you run a Commander Ladros, um, yep. and you run a decent amount of buffing spells, a couple of things for removal to help you just 
stick the spiders on the board and uh it's a really good deck but i think people figured out fiora kind of beats it down because it's not working anymore (laughs) at that at that elo i mean even i was watching tides a little bit earlier he was struggling so hard against the fiora decks playing uh the same list um so it definitely seems like it may have been answered it's still an incredibly strong deck if you Mm -hmm. play against anything except fiora Seems really good. You win yeah. a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. there's a couple Fiora lists out there that seem to be uh, toppling it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like one thing I would say, so we'll we'll put this, if you haven't seen them already, we'll put the deck lists on Discord and in the show notes um, because definitely look at these because everyone else is going to be looking at these same lists. Yep. So these are going to be, at least for a while, these are going to be some of the, if you haven't been seeing these decks for some reason, this is what a lot of people are going to be playing. Yep. Yeah, I will say I can keep going through these. I mean, uh, he has uh, swim. If you guys know swim, swim, uh, swim, swim. EG swim. Uh, he made a dawn spiders list with uh, I think one of his, I can't remember who was with him. So sorry about that. So I can't give credit to the person who helped him. But it was swim's dawn spider list, and he has the exact list that someone had posted a while ago. Yep, as one of the lists that he was playing, um, as well as. This control list, I believe, is one I have seen. Well, this control list is a little bit different from some of the other ones I've seen. Uh, running like three copies of the box and a couple yeah. other spells that I hadn't seen run quite as much. Uh, this is more similar to Tide's list, but Tide's kind of alternated in and out Anivia. Mm-hmm. So this one's a little bit different, running one copy of Trindamir, three copies of Brahm. And this one has an entreat an entreat in it as well. It's just kind of interesting. That's very interesting to me because he has two babbling bjergs, and he could just run a third babbling bjerg, um, unless that entreat is to try and find Brom. Yeah, but I think it might that's... be. Um, oh, maybe it isn't. I mean, it obviously is because you have to like you don't get to choose what you pick off of the yeah, entreat. Yeah. But I mean the the. Getting the second Brom, I mean, Brom has one of the best spells like that he turns yeah. into, yes. and it combos so well with him specifically. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like you just guarantee, or I mean, you're you know fifty percenting your like Brom into the um, I forget what it's called. Actually, I can just look at it. It is take called heart. Take Heart. Yeah, yeah, you can just you can take get Brahms heart. take heart. I mean, and that's burst. I mean, at six mana, right? Entreat is a burst. Yeah, entreat is also it's a burst, burst. So you can two mana. Yeah. Yeah, for five mana, you can. Oh, that kind of makes your, sense. Actually, pump your Brahm at burst speed. So, or pump. You know, if you already have a Brahm, you can pump whoever is is damaged. So, mm-hmm. um, it definitely makes some sense. I mean, what's interesting to me. Um, about this grouping of decks is that we see hyper aggro, uh, pretty standard control, a like mid range elusive or like it's an elusive, but it's also anti like the anti elusive yeah. elusive deck, <clears throat> the Dawn Spiders, which is probably more on the aggro side, and then the uh, if you are familiar with the first preview patches, like the just standard Jinx Draven like discard aggro deck and it's like there's one control deck and it's just all aggro decks after that um yeah and i'm wondering 
what your guys' thoughts are on that because obviously climbing is going to be physically faster in terms of just time spent in each game if you're playing an aggro deck. But also, I I have been watching a bunch of different streams, and um, one streamer, uh, Gara, who's a former um, Hearthstone pro and and streamer and player, as well as other card games, was mentioning, he was going through one of his Shadow Isles control decks, and it's just like, there's no reason to be playing control for a lot of reasons. It's like, you've got Vengeance, which is just straight up kill a unit, for seven mana and like yes that gets reduced like in essence from banking spell mana but it's like you play seven mana to kill a unit but like they have you know the the opponents playing five fives for five that buff their whole deck or yeah. an eight mana i mean even in the control mirror the eight mana uh commander Lidros who cuts their life in half and then also just comes <laughs> just back it, yeah. and, it yeah. just <laughs> comes back so it's like oh thank you you've killed it i will play it again and now yeah. you're down to five so like it, it seems and i i have a hard t- i haven't really thought too much about it but it seems like the spell quality versus the minion quality just seems like way off right now or at least it seems really heavily toward heavily heavily leaning towards uh minions being powerful i want to get what what, what do you guys think about that yeah uh the, you and i kind of talked about this a little bit uh blevins mm-hmm. but I minion like creature combat is so strong and like minion stats are so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you see a lot of decks with like the Avarosian Hearthguard and the Omen Hawks. Like Omen mm-hmm. Hawk specifically is so powerful just because getting those buffs on your dudes, having bigger guys is so strong in this game. And that's why like the Dawn Speaker, the Dawn Spider deck yes. is so good because it just buffs your whole board. Um, and having just bigger stuff is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually interesting because I've seen a lot of lists that are the Ionia Freljord uh, kind of elusive deck Mm -hmm. that actually only run about six total spells, and then they're all minions. His list does have an extra six spells, but I've seen lists that completely cut out the Will of Ionia Mm -hmm. and cut out Elixir of Iron. Mm -hmm. Uh, They cut out Brittle uh, Brittle Steel as well. They take, like, Take Heart and Deny, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just minions. And that deck is the one I used to get from Gold to Plat, pretty well somewhat i used it like halfway and then the other half i used precipix uh noxus elusive aggro mm-hmm. with ionia with a katarina in it just for fun just one <laughs> katarina i love it um but yeah it's like minion like you said minion strength is so high right now it very much seems like maybe i don't know if bu- spells in general need buffs on like mana cost because there's spell mana to help that mm-hmm. and i've seen recently very interesting decks a lot of these ezreal um kind of almost they're not quite otk but they're mm-hmm. i would almost call them an ezreal otk deck yeah. yeah where they kind of fill up their hand with shrooms and they clear your board that the deck is primarily spells and then they'll drop an ezreal once he's leveled up and then just play a bunch of one and zero cost spells yeah. and kill you <laughs> so it, it definitely some of them are good yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, again, like we were talking about before, the game has not even been out for a week yet, so yeah. certainly uh, maybe jumping God, to some conclusions too early. I can't playing this for a year, and like yeah, the meta right. just still doesn't seem to find, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Oh, oh, wait, what time is it? Oh, yep, the it, it's 8.14. The meta changed 14 minutes ago, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the old 8 o'clock like- meta shift. 
that's legitimately true though i mean yeah at, like the the meta is changing so much the quote-unquote meta i mm-hmm. i won't even say that there is necessarily a meta just because like it is ever evolving because it is so new right everyone's yeah. experimenting with different stuff um and one thing is as people get more cards as people's collections increase yeah. we're going to see the game change completely as well absolutely yeah i mean we saw a massive shift even just on the the vault opening because yeah. more people could build more decks yeah. so it went from everyone playing elusive to everyone crafting the aggro list with spiders and mm-hmm. Darius and running Nox's shadow isles and hitting each other in the face so it's just like the meta will shift like that and it's about some of those players that can stay like maybe one step ahead are going to try and climb a little bit more if they see that everyone's going to craft a list that is being popular and they already have an idea of a counter list and they craft that instead they might really rise to the top yep absolutely absolutely and i think um on, on in regards to the spell uh thing i think they probably leaned towards more i mean this is the base set too it's not only is the set is the game new this is the base set if you look at the base set of anything hearthstone magic any game um, for the most part, the first set that comes out is going to be very vanilla, or if you're not from the card game world, very plain, very straightforward. I mean, this, I, I think just without doing a, a super deep analysis, just anecdotally, this base set of Legends of Runeterra seems more complex than most other yeah. base games. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I I entirely agree with that. I feel like there's a lot of depth in this set. There's a few potentially problematic cards and card types, but it's very new. And every time new cards come out, that'll probably shake things up. And Mm -hmm. they may even do hot fixes and balance changes a lot more. Like Hearthstone, I know it was pretty rare to get balance changes in, but I think Riot is more open to constantly Mm -hmm. making balance changes. And I expect the meta to be shifting a lot and it's going to be hard to continually follow that and work on uh deck building which is definitely a weaker part of my game from not having as much card game experience yeah i came from a chess background i'm very good at thinking moves ahead and playing the cards (laughs) on the board Mm -hmm. but my deck building abilities are a little bit like there's i'm still good at deck building but i'm not i feel like it would be egotistical for me to come into this game saying i want to be a competitor and then being like, oh, I'm going to build all my own decks. I'm sure right, I can yeah. build a better deck than these people who have been playing card games professionally for the last 10 years. Right. Yeah. But it would be insane of me to come in here wanting to be competitive and to do anything except for look at the decks that the best players are playing, copy them, add techs where I think they might improve my play style or whatnot, mm-hmm. but taking a base that is put in front of me and then executing it properly and executing it as best as i possibly can which i think is why i've been able to climb so quickly with these hearthstone pros and and magic Mm -hmm. players is because i'm i don't have the ego to say right i can build (laughs) something better it's it's like no i know what i want out of this game i want to succeed i want to do really well so i'm gonna look at what's good what's the best and Mm -hmm. then i have to learn how to be the best player that i can be yeah, I, I've done the same thing, and I've played games for a very long time. I'm not the, the the deck building side of it is just not something I care to do. Sometimes it is, and I almost I almost think, and maybe someone has come up with I the, I have an inkling that there's something there's got to be something with Lucian 
Shadow Isles deck. I don't know yeah, what. There's um, there's one that's actually been made that you may want to try if you have Hecarim. Um, there's a ethereal kind of uh, Hecarim uh, Shark Chariot mm-hmm. deck that Swim made that has Lucian in it, and the idea is that Ooh. you'll you'll play all these ethereals and and Hecarim and whatnot and you're playing these ethereals when you have like a Lucian on the board and right. they all die, so you proc your Lucian. Right. And then Rally is a pretty good mechanic oh, with the ethereals. It's really good because okay. you just you just keep sending them into your opponent. So yeah. it's a yeah, it's a it's a Hecarim Lucian deck that has you know Demacia Shadow Isles Lucian. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's a pretty interesting list. It's really cool. I think it's good. Um, it loses out to the same stuff that most ethereal decks lose to, but I think as an ethereal list, it's like really good. Er, ephemeral ethereal ephemeral it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah man yeah i'm gonna have to check that out because that's like i i've played a lot of lucian in expeditions and it's just like it's so strong two mana like all of their and i mean part of it might just be that people people play around the mid combat level up really really poorly (laughs) like oh yeah like so much they're like I'm like, well, I need to put my Lucian last in attack so that yeah. he has the highest chance of leveling up, and then they kill something. I'm like, well, you just yeah. killed yourself, dude, because yeah. you leveled up my but Lucian early. It, There's a lot of cards like that, though, that like the the mid-combat level up will win yeah. you the games, especially cards like like Hecarim Darius. and uh, Thresh is a big one. Um, just Darius. Yeah. Darius is huge. It's, 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 I won so many games in the climb just off yeah. of them, like calculating ways to level up my Darius mid-combat. Not even them failing to counterplay it, but just <laughs> making sure that positioning is correct so that your Darius levels up as you're going to hit them. It's it's so much extra damage. It's yeah. like positioning, even though you can't position on your board like Hearthstone, but that doesn't matter as much yet. There's not many cards to do anything for when you play them. Mm. Like you're not allowed to position them on your board. Yeah. Right. When you're attacking, you can position them, and mm. it's so incredibly pr- important. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things uh, for sure. Um, I'll address this right now because we are on the subject of Lucian. We got a question in the chat from Clopfoot that says, is Lucian better with or without Senna in the deck? I think for Constructed, Senna is probably a little too... It doesn't. I don't think it does what you want it to do yeah. to shore up your matchups think, that that deck is weak against. I think the problem is, is I don't think Senna is a good card to play when you don't have Lucian on the board. So right. if you think about it in that sense, it's kind of just a bad card. Like you shouldn't run... Senna, because if she is not good unless you have X other card, mm-hmm. then and it's only one other card. It's not like you have a lot of different other cards that are outs. Like for instance, yeah. if we're thinking of Cursed Keeper, you do need another card to make Cursed Keeper good, but you also run about you know fifteen other cards in the deck right. that make yeah. that Cursed Keeper good. Mm-hmm. So with Senna, you can only maximum have three cards in your deck that are going to make that Senna good and. Yep. I, I don't think that's worth including it in the deck. I think running a Lucian in a deck where other things are going to die, mm-hmm. hence, I think Ephemeral Lucian deck makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a lot better to not run Senna. Yeah. yeah. It also, like, dies to the... Like, the, I think the problem with Lucian and that what keeps him from being actually really good is dies to Mystic Shot, dies to Avalanche, and Senna also does both of those things and yeah. doesn't help you like if Senna like gave Lucian um uh 
uh, the shield barrier, barrier yeah. then, uh, you know, or something like that. That It'd could be, be like, interesting. That yeah. would be interesting. Or like if one of them dies, it revives the other one, something like that. Like the, yeah. the problem is, is it's like you're basically just adding a combo that like gives them extra, extra health and like a four, two, um, quick attack for three mana is kind of weak for constructed. Now I've played a lot yeah. of both of them in, in expedition and it's fine, but I think they're probably yeah. good in expedition. I yeah, they're it, quite it good. makes it, it seems they'd be very strong in expedition. Yeah. Especially since people play around them wrong, but good question. Clopfoot. Thank you for that. Let's move on here. And um, let's talk about our first vaults because we got the, our very yeah. first vault day on Tuesday and um i'll start uh with mine and i think so an interesting thing and i'll preface this is i think my opinion of champions and i think the opinion of champions in general has gone from like holy crap these are the greatest thing ever they're going to define everything every single deck needs six don't even like they should why are you even asking to there are a number of decks that aren't running champions at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I was expecting to be like, okay, well, I want to get like two champions or one or two champions in this vault. I didn't get any. And initially I was kind of, I was kind of bummed, but then I'm like, I'm looking back on it. I'm like, I got like four or five epics, got like 2K shards. It's like, yeah, I think I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so I got a, I mean, you, you are anyone who got a max 13 vault is going to be pretty similar. They're, they're yeah. all fairly similar rewards. At least um, I didn't get any champions in mind, but I got, I think I got like four epics and, uh, and the, my biggest thing is I had a deficit of commons and rares. Like I really wanted to build the ephemeral Hecarim deck. I yeah. have Hecarims, but I didn't have any rare wild cards and oh, I needed really? shark chariots and all yeah. the stuff. So I was like, I was able to build, I made three decks that I was wanting to because none of them required a lot of champions. So I made like the elusive Brom deck that I wanted. And mm -hmm. like, I was able to build three new decks that I wanted to play just because like you said, originally I was like, man, I really need all these champs. But I realized that a lot of the decks I wanted to play, like didn't require the champions as much. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was thrilled. I made a whole bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. I, I somewhat agree. I was definitely, I think I've just been unlucky with champions. That's why I was kind of <laughs> tilted that I didn't get a champion because mm. like, I just, I have like three Luxes. Like I don't want to oh, play Lux in anything. I got three Yasuos. Maybe you got to figure that out. But um, yeah, I, I didn't really hit a lot of the champions that I wanted to try out and I wanted to play. So I was hoping to get some champions. Didn't get that. I am very happy with the amount of dust and the amount of comments yeah. that you get though. I think mm -hmm. that's like, it was really nice to help kind of put, finish putting together a couple decks that i was uh missing a few pieces for mm -hmm. uh it does seem like when you it's actually a, a, an interesting thing to to talk about is like when you pick what decks you're gonna build at the start mm -hmm. it definitely helps to pick a deck that has like shadow isles in it yeah or or ionia something where you can then primarily have cards from that deck or that uh set in your deck and then tech in things from the other places yep and it helps you build a much more diverse amount of deck lists i'm so happy i went like a shadow isles list first because i've been able to play a lot of different stuff with shadow isles mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think shadow isles and ionia i mean i keep thinking i'm like well 
First, I mean, the first thing I went for, I'm like, I need PNZ because I want these champs. I want Teemos. I want Ezreal's. I want Heimers. I want all of that. That's what I want to play are those things. And then once the meta started to form a little bit, I'm like, yeah, maybe I just don't want to play ever play PNZ. Maybe I'm just not playing PNZ, although I, I will play myself some Jinx at some point. But and then I'm like, okay, oh, everything's using Shadow Isles. That's great. I'll, I'll run Shadow Isles. And then it's like, well, actually, now Ionia is really strong with with uh, Elusive. And it's like, well, if I want to beat Elusive, I need Frail Yard cards. It's like, wait a second, everything is good. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not like a stinker yeah. so far. It's like even like Demacia, like. There's a, a a really budget, really powerful, like elite based deck that you can build that's just mono Demacia and you don't even need champions. You can run whatever you got. Um it's like all commons and rares. Um and yeah, also... I see people throw Garen in that list just for fun. Because like he's oh, yeah. just a big body. Because they just it's just a bunch of like yeah. large lads coming and slapping you yeah. around. So he's also an elite, notably. So he yeah. gets he gets all the benefits of being an elite, which is pretty sweet. And yeah, Garen Garen is one that has caught me off guard. I didn't realize he was going to be as good as he is, because like I see the regeneration on him, I'm like, oh, he's kind of like a defensive oriented card. But it's like, no, actually, he just gives you a free attack every turn if he levels up. Um, so yeah, I mean, one thing, and I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Um. <clears throat> How have you been leveling up the the classes? Um, like, have, how, how have you been choosing what ones you do? Are you jumping around? How are you actually going through and leveling up the different uh, the regions rather than the classes? Yeah, let me pull mine up right now. Yeah, I'm. I started by getting them all the four, mm -hmm. and now I'm trying to get them all the eight because yep, I yeah. feel like I'm gonna get the most amount of cards and whatnot out of that. I mean, eight is a champion capsule, so yep. that's pretty good to pick up. Four before that was a wild capsule, give you a lot yep. of wild cards, wild help cards. you build whatever you want. Um, so I think that's a pretty good system. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if it's the best, but I think it's 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 up there. Definitely one of the better ways to go about it. I think. Yeah, uh, I've gotten everything to four first, um, and then I'm, I've been doing the same thing. I originally just picked Shadow Isles and was just grinding that. So my Shadow Isles is like twelve. Oh wow! Um, and then, then I learned. I was like, "Oh wait, I can just this makes mathematically makes a lot more sense yeah. before everything." Because mm -hmm. I, I went hard on Shadow Isles. I'm like, "Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing it uh, all." So <laughs> yeah, so I just got everything else to four, and now I'm uh, working on my PNZ because I need some PNZ champs. Yeah, I need more Heimerdingers. I feel like yeah. I'm I'm happy with every PNZ champ I get, and there's like, well, even. No, there's like a there's like a dud champ in every other one at least. I think. It's like no one wants Lux. Just putting it out there. Nobody wants Lux right now. Uh, no one wants what's Freljord. Uh, Braum is good. Ash is actually pretty good. Trindamir is good. Maybe. I crafted two Anivias. Oh, and Anivia. So maybe maybe there's no duds in Freljord. Um, Demacia. Yeah, Freljord. I wouldn't say has any duds. I mean, there's probably um, not even any duds at all. I mean, Lux is probably fine. We're just sleeping yeah, I think, on her. Like, yeah, a lot of Shadow Wiles is weird because I feel like Thresh and Callista are really bad, but I don't... I'm not sure. Like, they might not be. Challenger's just, real right strong. Right now, they just don't feel good. Right. But I agree. Challenger is a really strong uh, card text, so maybe Thresh is actually okay. Uh, just a 5-mana, 3-6 body 
It's not that bad. There's a lot of calling strike going around right now. Yeah. So a three attack is a little bit scary to have on a stat true. line. Yeah. Yeah. But a PNZ that you were talking about, I actually wanted to mention. Um, a lot of people thought it was really bad for a long time. PNZ has kind of been the joke uh, region so mm -hmm. far. It seems like it's not that good. But recently, people have been running this Noxus PNZ Ezreal deck that's mostly spells. Mm -hmm. And it's whooped my ass every time I've run into <laughs> it recently. So it is very anti-aggro. But I also feel like it would do fine into control. Because mm -hmm. you're just doing spell damage. It's not like you're playing minions. You're just... right. Kind yeah. of waiting until the end of the All game. All those where puff caps have burst. Try too. and kill them with spells. Yeah, I mean the minions you're playing, you're not playing them to get damage into the face. You're right. playing them because they give you spells, or they give you mm -hmm. spell mana, or they do they do all these different things, and then you use those bodies to defend you from aggro. But yeah, it's um pretty interesting. I really want Ezreal's now because the deck reminds me of Freeze Mage, and I really want to play it. So, <laughs> but I only have one Ezreal and no champion wild cards. Yep. It's I, losing my mind <laughs> i did get to do almost well it wasn't really an otk technically but i did have a leveled up karma which i in in expedition that i cast a um dawn dawn till dusk or dawn and dusk on and made uh what would normally be two but it copied it so i made four copies of leveled up karma and then cast a mystic shot on them and the <laughs> I cast Mystic Shot and the deal one to two different things draw card. So I, uh, let's see, that would be five, tw uh, ten, ten. I did 20 damage in one turn and killed them. <laughs> like without them, like without them being, it was just like Mystic Shot. <laughs> like copies of yeah. all, it was, it was pretty sick. I've seen like that combo with uh, Decimate too. Yeah, Expedition yeah. seems like you get the, best like memes that actually happen because in constructive you ever tried to run that combo like yeah, you just get blown out right right but right. in in expedition you can do really cool things like that which i guess is really cool about expedition is you can try and build these like insane combo mm -hmm. uh combo decks and, and set up for that kind of stuff and it actually might work because that you're not going to get blown out i i feel like most expedition games go to to about 10 10 rounds Oh, definitely. At least. At, yeah. least, at least. Yeah, at least. Unless you're playing a really aggressive deck, which which I tend to do. Um, I I also had uh the one mana um last breath guy that draws you a six plus cost spell from a, a region that's yeah, yeah. not Demacia, and I got War Mother's Call off of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so like, sure, that's okay. Oh, it's great because I'm like I'm like attacking with all my like little dudes because I'm playing an aggro deck, of course, that just randomly I'm playing an aggro uh. Shadow Isles Demacia deck that randomly now has an active War Mother's Call. Sure. <laughs> and I'm attacking, doing a bunch of trades, doing a bunch of damage, and then the or, uh, and then it's like the next turn I get like a five five or like I get like yeah. two challenger guys that get buffed because they're elite. It was like it was absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, uh, play expedition guys. Uh, it is <laughs> it is fun, but um, yeah. So. One sort of um, this actually kind of ties into um, a listener question as well as a topic, so we'll just uh, we'll we'll address this here. So this is from uh, Ardrick in uh, the Discord, which by the way, guys, you should join Discord.me/slash Rune Terrible Radio. It's a popping place to be. Um, they ask: Is the elusive tag really as problematic for the health of the game as many people seem to be saying online? 
Magic has flying, and it's been fine for decades. So why all the hate for elusives? Casanova, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so I got a couple things. I would say one of the reasons there's a lot of hate on elusives is a lot of Hearthstone players, right? I don't think there's something exactly like elusives in Hearthstone, or at least not nearly as prevalent if it is, if it not does exist. Strong. Well, yeah. kind of all minions have elusive unless they have a taunt. Right, on, right, right, yeah, yeah. So you kind of... Fair enough, right? But um, I think Magic has it, but Magic also has reach, correct? Which yeah, allows yes. you to block flying. Um, that's a little bit different. I mean, we have Challenger, so you can influence it on your turn. Uh, but that's, you know, still being able to block them. Maybe just adding reach or something equivalent of reach would completely fix the problem for people. Uh, I don't think it would be much of an issue. I don't think Elusives is even the strongest thing right now. It's pretty frustrating sometimes to play mm -hmm. against them, but I think the fact that it was just strong for a little bit because the decks that people were playing were just bad against elusives right and now the meta is kind of stabilized again where elusives are now kind of not that good compared to a lot of the things that are being played and mm -hmm. it all works out i i don't think it's problematic i just think it's something that needs to be watched and maybe even add a new tag that's equivalent to reach from magic yeah so uh my this is my hot take on it um <laughs> elusive is strong it's like it's obviously powerful um it's become one of the things that i've seen just looking around on the internet uh the flavor of the minute sort of thing mm -hmm. the second one thing becomes good at all since mm -hmm. it is such a new game everyone just starts shouting out it's super broken this is too powerful needs mm -hmm. nerfed and it's happened with so many things first it was uh, every spider that's in the game is too broken and too powerful. <laughs> then it was Braum is too broken, too powerful. Yep. Then Elusive is too broken, too powerful. Commander Leidros is too broken, too powerful. Well, so anything... I think that one might actually be true, by the way. He, he's very, very good. <laughs> but the second anything is good at all, everyone's been shouting, this needs nerf, this yeah. is too broken. And yep. it's just because it's, I mean, it's a new game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the things and it kind of goes to what we were saying before and why aggro decks are so good at the beginning of a meta is that we the control deck in the in the grand scheme of things if the meta evolves over months and months and months there's usually that triangle right there's the there's an aggro deck which is level 1 you know what you're doing with an aggro deck you're going to go face you're going to try to kill them as fast as possible go under a lot of the the more developed strategies um aggro usually beats a mid-range deck which is sort of has like a little bit of aggro to it but is more going for that late game because it has uh you know stronger spells uh and and, and minions and then there's the control deck which is usually trying to beat the aggro deck or i i i got those flipped up but there's that yeah. like usually that triangle of like aggro beats control control beats mid-range mid-range beats aggro so yeah i did have that mixed up yeah um the thing is, is that it starts with aggro because the aggro deck knows what it's doing. The mid-range deck knows what it's doing, but what it's doing is based on what the aggro deck is doing. It's yeah. It needs to be able to beat that. And then the control deck sometimes can also beat the aggro deck and the mid-range deck, but it is like the control deck has the most specialized tools. There's yeah, some... you have to know what you're targeting. Right. And when uh, a new game or a new set or whatever comes out, like you're the players are basing it off of past knowledge. It's like, okay, well, there's a Wrath of God effect. That's usually pretty good. Let's play it. 
the power level of Wrath of God in a vacuum is known, but we're not playing in a vacuum. We're playing in a meta. So the power level of a nine mana Wrath of God effect varies wildly on how fast the aggressive decks are. There's sometimes yeah. these cards that are in theory good against them, but in practice, they're not good against them because you're just dead before you cast it. Um, there's an old, uh, old school magic story from, uh, when the first Mirrodin set was standard legal, there was a card called Shatterstorm, which destroyed all artifacts. And the best deck in the format was Affinity. Uh, I'm sorry, we're talking inside magic. There's probably all these kids yeah, that yeah. were born after Mirrodin was, even came out that have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> a deck that was based on artifacts. There's a card, four mana, destroy all artifacts. I'm like, oh, well, this is in the format. It's going to beat Affinity, right? Affinity's going to die. Wrong. It was never good enough. The The Affinity deck was able to play around it. They were able to withstand it. They were able to do all these things. So the fact that that card, in theory, is good against them didn't matter because in practice, they still lost every time they cast it. Yeah. Um, well, it's and, just like if you're trying to cast a Ruination, but you're dead before you can cast it. Exactly. Like if you're still dead on turn four. Yep. Eh, ruination isn't going to be good enough, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I've seen Ruinations cast on my board when they have, you know, on turn six, right? They have six mm-hmm. mana three bank mana yep. uh and it kills my board and then i play darius and then they yeah, die because right. they're at nine <laughs> hp already yeah, they're at three health or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like i just played it on an empty board because you've ruinationed my six spiders mm-hmm. and then i play a leveled up darius on an empty board and i open attack on the next turn yep. yeah and there you go like it it's not uh it's not always gonna gonna save you against a lot of these decks that are way too fast for it right now mm-hmm. uh at nine mana so you need to have a lot more tools to deal with the early game i mean avalanche is pretty good yeah. uh the box actually feels so bad most of the time but i think it's okay uh it's there's not a lot of better options i think yeah so one or two copies of it can work out there are certain times where it feels really good it just a lot of times can feel really dead in your hand yep so i don't know if it's a three copy card I definitely had a game earlier where I was trying a control deck that had three copies, and I drew three copies, and it was the worst feeling in the world to have three of them. Because <laughs> yeah. you just you couldn't do anything. I think Withering Whale is another one that someone yeah. just brought up in chat. That's another one that's good against spiders for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's tools out there. Uh, Ruination is more for I would say the mid range matchup than yep. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the other. If Ruination's really good against other like late game control decks yeah. potentially too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so it's the the mid range and control decks and the later game decks are going to they need to know what they need to beat, right? Because that's how they that's how they win. That's what their advantage is. Is oh, I have the answer to what you're doing, and then I also am getting more value because I'm playing cards like Commander uh, Ledros, which is a huge eight mana spell that eventually is going to win the game. At the end of the day, yeah. it's going to slowly tick 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 tick. Even if you kill it every turn, it's going to keep having your life total. It does not take very long for that to happen. Um, so they can stabilize. It's all about getting to a stabilization and then playing a threat, and that's the game. Um, even mm-hmm. if it takes four or five turns after that, the game has been over for quite some time. So I think elusives was you know a different flavor of aggro deck that is very good when you're not teching against it it's exactly like we were talking about with fiora fiora another thing really good if you're not teching against it but if you yeah. are you can definitely beat it if you're teching against yep. elusives you can definitely beat them if you're teching against spiders you can definitely beat them if you're teching against control you can definitely beat them 
if the control decks are starting to play, um, you know, these ruination effects, but not playing cards like Mystic Shot or cards like um, Drain One, Create a Spider, all of a sudden yeah. my my beloved five ones for two might actually be good. But right now they're not yeah. because there's so many good cheap options that trade favorably with them. I wanted five twos for two to be good, but they're just not right now because you get completely blown out. Um, so I, I think in terms of elusive specifically, something like reach might be interesting because it, it is a, it would have to be a good card though, because I think just like a tech card specifically against elusive is not the way to do it. But the the problem is the only way to deal with elusive right now, besides running a bunch of removal, is to play elusives yourself, which is not yeah. helping the problem. It's just like or just go faster, right? Or go faster, <laughs> exactly. Or go faster, yeah. And I think those or are play all, Braum. Yeah, thick 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 Braum boy uh, is he is does quite really nice. good against elusives. Yeah. yeah, is is very nice. Um, okay, so I hope that kind of answers your guys' questions there. Um, so I want to talk about expeditions versus constructed. I know just from I know I know Saucy is all about that constructed. And from what you're saying, what you've been saying, uh, Casa, it sounds like you're also on the constructed side. But have you played any expeditions at all? How have you been? I've played. Liking it? I played one, and I I liked it. Uh, I used to love Arena. The only thing I've played in Magic is sealed. So I okay. like drafting like. Uh, arena style stuff is expedition mm -hmm. style stuff i love that uh just climbing is my priority so i've just been right. grinding constructed uh for way too many hours every day um <laughs> so i haven't played it a ton i part of me liked it less than i don't know and maybe it's about even with hearthstone arena for me and it's much worse than sealed but that's because i think sealed is like the most fun format ever Sealed is definitely fun. I, so I am a, like for magic, I love, love, love limited draft is one of my favorite things. I like sealed as well. I think, I think in, if I'm going to play a hundred of something, I want it to be draft over sealed, um, in yeah, general, okay. but I have really liked expeditions for a number of reasons. Um, and we've kind of talked about it before, but like, the, like the little mini packs that you're picking from feel really good. Oh yeah. Um, being able to make a more like synergistic deck makes it feel like, I feel like I'm playing like a constructed deck in a lot of ways and I'm playing against yeah. another constructed deck or I'm playing against a deck that has a bunch of good cards and maybe isn't as good. And I think that just because there's packs of synergies doesn't mean that it's always good to run those, right? Like what you pick makes a difference. And I think that kind of shows it allows you to yeah. like flex the deck building and, and draft creating skills. Um, and I, I think it, especially with, with it being new, I've just learned a bunch of cards and learned a bunch of interactions and stuff that I'm like, Oh, I'm still getting used to, Oh, okay. Um, all these freeze cards and frail yard are burst, which makes a big difference in how I can yeah. interact with them because I actually can't yep. interact with them. So like now I'm like when I'm playing against Freljord, I'm like, okay, I need to play a little bit differently because they can do something and I can't do squat about it if they freeze my guy. Um, whereas like I can play around 
some other stuff like uh, Mystic Shots or something like that. I can keep a pump spell mm-hmm. up or whatever. Um, yeah. So so funny enough, I've played more expeditions than constructed so ooh. far. Yeah. Uh, one big thing about expeditions is they give you an absurd amount of experience towards your vault. They do. Even the free so ones. That's been that's been it. Like, because uh, I haven't actually been able to play as much as I've wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of YouTube stuff and a lot of planning with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I actually haven't been able to play as much, like actually just play and constructed ladder. I enjoy ladder more, but I still actually have been having a ton of fun with expeditions. And mm-hmm. since I've had limited time, I'm like, I need my 13 vault. Right. So I've done, I think I've done five expeditions now. And I've oh, only, nice. I'm only, uh, I think I just hit silver. Like, so I haven't even been playing a whole lot of constructed. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, that that is a good PSA, and we tweeted it out before. But even after you finish your three um, expeditions for the week that you can get prizes off of, or the paid ones, the free ones that you do still give you a. They give you your constructed experience, like if you're playing against mm-hmm. a person. But they also will give you your expedition completed experience, which I found yeah. out by complete accident. I got seven yep. wins on one of my free ones, and it's like. Trial, trial completed, two thousand experience. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and this it's is for free. Amount. It's like, yeah. yeah, just grind those out. They're fun right now. Um, it, it's a really fun mode. So I can't suggest enough to play uh, more expeditions. Um, if not, also if I really nothing. like the value you get out of it. Like, I, I don't know how long. Well, mine I'm, I'm sure goes slower than yours, just because I played slow, stupid, grindy decks. But I'm getting like three hours plus out of an expedition run from two, but from but the two trials. Yeah, like it's crazy. Well, I mean, I only ever have to do one, so uh. yeah. <laughs> but you still no, do, you the, do the second one to get another seven wins, right? Just to get yeah. more value out of your no, like, seven I don't do wins, that. right? No, 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 no. no. Well, that's yeah, how you've gotten to over over two hundred seven win expeditions already yeah. right it's by doing both of them in each of the, the packs right no it doesn't it that doesn't that doesn't speed it up because i can just do free ones at the end that's true that's true you could just keep riding your seven wins unlocking the yeah. free ones i and, i yeah. need to do if i get my seven wins i retire and exit because then i'll have more resources and i'll feel better about myself if my account has more yeah. stuff already i don't want that banked in like the nether realm yeah. I need it. I need it in my account as fast as possible. What if there's a glitch? That's actually what the Shadow Isles is made out of. Yes, if you didn't it's, know, it's banked expeditions. Yeah, banked expeditions. That's what the Shadow the Isles Shadow is Isles. built upon. It's also where yeah. you get sent if you lose a duel uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Is to uh, it's is true. To, to the Shadow Isles. Yeah, yeah is That's to the a Shadow uh, Isles. Yeah, you get you get sent back to your first expedition run before you finish your second one. That's uh, oh, that's canon. See, I didn't know this. That's, that's can- that is canon though. That yeah. is canon. Uh, I'm gonna get <clears throat> launched out of a canon if I keep going down this yep. road. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I mean, honestly, both have been good. I haven't played a ton of constructed yet, just because I've been waiting until literally today. I'm like. Okay, I can build a couple meta decks. I also had a bunch of stuff. So, um, but that does bring me to um one of our last sort of topics here, and it's it's been a really polarizing one because I think Legends of Runeterra specifically has created this. I don't want to call it a problem or an issue, but it's created this scenario where we have a lot of people. Who are playing competitively we have streamers we have pro players we have schmucks like me who are playing 
Um, and normally, you know, streamer, uh, you know, Hearthstone streamer, for instance, comes on. They're, you know, they're doing a, a pack opening video. 500 packs. Great. You've got everything. You're off. The meta starts getting defined as soon as the set, like, you know, five minutes after the set happens, after everyone opens their 500 packs, right? Because everyone has every card. Everyone has every card. And that is literally not the case here. I've been jumping around streams and people are like, yeah, I would build this deck, but I literally just don't have the cards to build it. Yeah, and like, can't it's, do it. It's, I personally am kind of torn and I don't actually know where I fall on this. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, have you, do you like this system? Um, is it good for the game? Is it good for the meta? Is it good for the community? What do, what do you think about this we can't just go in and buy everything and have the cards instantly. We have to play for them. What do you think about that, Casa? I, God, I want to say it's good. I do. I really do. Um, it definitely like feels really frustrating to not be able to play whatever decks I want. But also, I feel like paying to get ahead in the sense that like, if you're playing free-to-play and this meta keeps jumping around like this, you just have to wait on your cards. You can't ever commit to building something because maybe mm -hmm. it's not good the next day. Mm -hmm. If you can just pay, it's not pay to win as much as I would It's just you get really far ahead by paying, and there's a lot of people that can't do that. So yeah. I think splitting it up to where it's like you can pay a little bit and you play a bit. I think... I do, what I don't like is how much they're capping the amount like playing can get you. Yeah. Because mm. uh, I think that like earning it through putting in hours and playing is like something that people shouldn't be able to get that upset about. I guess there's the argument of like, well, streamers get to play all day because that's their job and that's all they get to do, right? So they, mm -hmm. I can never catch up to a streamer. But like at the end of the day, if it's their job to just play this game, then can you really be that upset that it's their job to play this game and they've gotten ahead more yeah, so right. than they spent $200 on this game and they got ahead of you and you don't have $200 to spend on this game. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I wish you could unlock more by just playing and mm -hmm. I'm kind of okay with the caps, I, I would say they could make it a little bit higher on the pay as well. I think the caps are a little bit aggressive, but mm. I like the concept of them. Yeah. So I, of course, because I have theories on everything, this Ooh. is Saucy Mailman's Theory Hour. Uh, so first off, I, I will say I enjoy, it's a unique feeling to me I've never had before because I've always been a whale in every card game yep. I've ever played. Mm -hmm. um, I got into Magic and I bought, all the shit to play legacy i'm like all right i'm just <laughs> dropping like 10 grand i don't care like i got super like that's just what i do because i i'm a card game fanatic so like playing hearthstone a new set comes out i'm the 500 pack opening guy and like that's just that's just my the way i've always been wired mm -hmm. the sense like i get emotional attachment to cards in this game that i've never had the feeling yes. before because like i've had to wait to craft my anivias i wanted anivias but i had no way to make them so the second i got my pack openings and like my my vault and i had extra champion because i'm like i'm building these anivias and i'm making six different anivia decks because <laughs> now i'm like i have this sense of accomplishment like i've gotten these things mm -hmm. i worked towards them and now i have the thing i wanted but that means that I couldn't make my Heimerdinger deck that I'm looking forward to make. So next week or through my runs, I'm like, all right, now I can maybe make Heimerdinger. So then like I opened a Heimerdinger like from a champion capsule and it was so cool to me. Yes. I'm like, I got this thing that I really want. And like the feeling is awesome. Um, 
And and I mean, I'm one of the streamers playing nonstop. So it, I think it's also cool that people, there isn't that wide gap. Like people can play the decks that we're all playing. Like you don't, you don't feel bad being a free to play player. Whereas in other games, like there's this stigma, like, yeah, I'm free to play in Hearthstone. And everyone's like, oh, it kind of shits on you. Like, oh, you yeah. don't have everything. Right. Like, why don't you have all these cards? And then right now it's like, because no one has it. My theory, here's my theory on uh, experience caps and where we're at right now. I think once the game is out, it's going to increase substantially, but they don't want the gap between mobile players and PC players to be so wide from us in the open beta mm. because we've been able to go so far ahead of them. So I think that it's going to be a lot. It's really aggressive right now in the in terms of what we can unlock because we're, we are in a beta period. But I think once the game's fully launched, um, the experience is going to be a lot more. That's actually like a really good point. And I think it makes a lot of sense for them to do it like this because they want new players to be able to get into the game, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned mobile, which I think is a very good point because of course yeah. they cannot play the game right now. That's yeah. not yep. something that they can do, right? Um, but even just when you're trying to get new players to join, you don't want them to join and be like, wow, there's no way I can catch up or no way I can get to where everyone else is. So I think keeping the cap low now and then increasing it a lot at the point where they're getting more and more players, which would probably be, as you said, the release, especially with mobile, yep. yeah. is actually just a smart decision. Most of us will probably still have a ton unlocked by that point. Oh, yeah. Fine. But it, it'll be easy enough for them to catch up because they'll kind yeah. of open the open the gates. And of course, we'll still be able to finish our collections and whatnot, but they will still be able to make, you know, two, three, four decks, whatever mm -hmm. they need almost instantly. And then from there, you know, yeah be able to unlock a lot more every week so i i think your theory is probably just factual actually I, mean, <laughs> I think that seems to be very much like that's probably the case yeah and like we still have the sense of accomplishment we're beta players we got to play beforehand so we do get we have this stuff already but i could see them even having like the new player bundle having a lot more stuff in it even yeah just because mm -hmm. like we we don't have to pay for it, so we save money because we played and we've earned that. Um, but then you can still catch up and actually play more. I mean, even like how they did it with the preview patch where they gave a lot more things for us to play with um, just because there was account wipes. But, you know, I just feel like Riot's smart. <laughs> they've, they've made games before. This isn't their first, you know, thing they've ever done. Um, and they've been they've able to learn from... Before. They've made game they, before. They've made game before. <laughs> But like they've had these other games, yeah, like yeah, yeah. other card games out there. There's so much data out there from yeah. every other card game they've they've been able to take in and use this knowledge. And mm. I don't think that they're not going to want those someone to flop. They're not idiots. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you think about it, if they just, for like, if new mobile players just like had accelerated experience and like you were saying, Casa leveling up all of the, uh, the, the um region levels like if they just like you gained like 2x experience or like half the amount of experience you needed to get from level one to four or whatever or one to five for those like that would catch people up really quickly because you get, oh, yeah. it's like front loaded yeah. right you get a ton of wild cards and commons and stuff at the front of each of those levels it's like yeah, we're just going to give if they just gave everyone the first five levels it's like you'd probably be very close to caught up very quickly and yeah. all those all the mobile players also haven't 
spent their wild cards on jank like we are right now because we don't know what's going to be good when mobile comes I've probably up. bought a lot of jank. <laughs> I'm sure I have a bunch of garbage cards in yep. my collection right now. I do. One thing about that is I really wish there was a disenchant feature. Yeah. I think that would help so I could get rid of all of these Luxes. Yes. I just, I could, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I could just get rid of all of them. Well, watch Lux. Lux in one week is going to be flavor of the month, and you can quote me saying, oh, I wish I could happen. get rid of all my Luxes. I mean, it's just, it's Lux just the way, I mean, it's the way Lux it looks. I, Anybody? I don't think I she's that good, but, you know, maybe one of these, yeah, P and Z decks with those spells where you're yeah. casting so many spells. I mean, getting a, getting a final spark off that could be really good. But. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think the, and you made me think about this, Saucy. Legends of Runeterra has created the fun of opening something in a digital card game like I've never had. Um, Sorry, guys. Besides, it's all good. Besides, like, like Magic Online and Magic in paper is different because if I open up a foil like Chase Rare, it's actually worth money. So it's like there's yeah. always it's always like opening it's always like scratching a lotto ticket or whatever like I'm always yeah. going I'm always getting that. that but like there's like that heartbeat thing you're like I just yeah. got this you know foil card that's worth yeah. forty extra dollars right I just I just like that's always going to be good but like Hearthstone it's like yeah I can get a golden card but I don't actually care and a lot of times it's just getting disenchanted and I'm just like it, it just turns all oh, the boy, cards more dust yeah yes. it's <laughs> all the cards are just it's just dust to me it's all dust and i'm yeah. just making these cards so it's like even when i open up a card that's in a deck i'm like okay that's one last thing i have to craft now i don't care like never like you're never actually excited about opening a hearthstone pack because you yeah, just have access to everything copies are so hype physical well physical copies, co physical yeah. copies are definitely hype for a lot of reasons especially when yeah. you play um pack roulette which is where you open up a pack of magic cards shuffle them up and then keep ripping them in half and flipping them over to see what you get that's insane <laughs> that was one of my favorite games that i made up for some reason i don't know why i did it um drinking that's no weird. it wasn't it was definitely not drinking we did this sure. at tournaments. i uh ripped a foil spell snare before in half that was You're fun dumb. i mean um, uh <laughs> we also had a uh, foil voice of resurgence when it was in standard get ripped in half. That, I think that is the Gross. the winner right now. Yeah, we were. Uh, there was a reason our friend group is called the Degenerates, and that's part of the reason why. <laughs> um, but um, okay, one last thing because we are running out of time here. We did get another uh, question in from uh, the listeners here. I think this was one was also from Ardrick. Um, they ask in expeditions when you pick another champion after your uh, after your games, is it better to add a third champion or a second copy of a champion that you already have in your deck? I have an opinion on this, but I want to hear your guys' uh, thoughts first. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think your opinion is gonna definitely be the most valid one because you've played <laughs> so many expeditions. I haven't played very many. I just it's kind of a cop out answer, but I would say it really hard depends. Yeah. Like, if you have two very good champions, it's probably better to just keep with those and get more copies of them so you draw them more often. Mm -hmm. But there's occasions where yeah, maybe a different third champion would be better. Like maybe you have. I, I, God, it's going to be hard to come up with an example, but if you have a way to always draw your one-off copy of a champion, or it's yeah. a champion like Katarina, where running a one-off is generally better than running more than one copy, right. 
then picking up a third doesn't seem so bad to me. But I feel like a lot of cases you're going to draft champions where you'd want more copies. So mm -hmm. I would say on average, it's better to just get a second copy. I feel like, yeah... I think that consistency is important in card games, especially in a limited format. Mm -hmm. And so having more copies of a champion, just so you know you're going to draw them, you can build around it. And especially because you're drafting synergies later on, mm -hmm. I think having more copies of a champion is better than splitting it across less copies of like three or three different champions. I think that in general, that is what I would say is the case. You want, I would rather have three Lucians or two Lucians than a Lucian and a Garen. Or at least that's how I've been playing. I mean, <laughs> my record speaks for itself. You're at, at this 400 point. wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe you've won 200 more expeditions while we yeah. recorded this podcast. I, I've been actually. playing. Yeah. I've been playing this whole time on multiple screens. My my whole room is just screens playing expeditions yeah. right now on hundreds yep. and hundreds of accounts. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I love the imagery of that. Um, yeah, someone needs to make fan art of that. By the way, of me just in a room with just hundreds of expeditions going on. Um, but I do think that that is generally the case. Um, the other, so the other reason why that is the case is because it, most of the time, and we're or with most of the champions, the spell that's created when you draw the second one is a card that synergizes specifically with that champion, um, or at least not if not directly with them, then um, like adjacent to them so like i mean yeah. trindamir doesn't technically synergize with himself it just makes him huge and he it's good Which synergize with, him. with himself it, it, he has it overwhelm is, so he's right. trying to it's, hit really it's good hard. with himself um darius is actually i mean darius it's, it's darius in the same vein it, it's, it it's a sense. bad card but it's in yeah. the same vein yeah. um yeah. lucian is also the same thing where it's like it doesn't like it's not a combo with himself but it's good could or like garen you get judgment Garen is also a good one. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that that does actually my synergize with himself because I think it my best run up. I've had was uh, what did I, I think you were there? Did I have five Garens? I don't know if I had oh, four I don't or five. Know, I don't know if I was there for that. I would have remembered. Oh, that. I think I had five Garens was my best run so far. Like, I just kept getting offered Garens. I just kept taking them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fiora's the big example of like you get Fiora's um repost, and it's like yeah, I yeah. pretty much just want as many of those as possible. Brom yeah. also. I'm like yeah, I want every single Brom. Uh, I want to I want to draw multiple Brahms uh, a game, yep. so I think that's generally better. It gives you more options, um, and uh, that's what I've been leaning towards. I've also like, and this is like tangentially related. I have been leaning towards not going into the third, uh, the third region because I've been valuing the synergy over the like raw power yeah. of the spells. I haven't seen like the raw power of the spells really play out as much. It would have to be like really good it had to be a really really good pack yeah um i think it's situational like if you have like if your draft is just ass and like the stuff you have is garbage then maybe like getting that katarina that's in the third room might be good yeah but the problem is, is that you get you only get offered that up to a certain point and it's like too early for things to be bad and yeah. if they are that bad it's like you You're pick me. the cards. Like you You're pick me. the cards. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm the guy playing like Timo, Brom, Zed, like stuff. 
Let, yeah. Let's go. That's the deck I want to see my opponent playing every single time, <laughs> and I you, never want to be wanna, playing. You want to play against me every time. Yeah. Um. But that's uh, that's my thoughts on that. Um. I am. I, can I can I ask one last question yeah, before you, we leave? Yeah. You sure can. Because this is this is a question I thought of. Just I don't know why, but I want to ask you guys your opinion on this. Do you think? What do you think is a card that people are sleeping on that is low key better than? Uh, we're giving it credit right now. I, uh, I'm going to oh, give you guys gosh. my. I'm going to give you guys my uh, thing that I think is Loki really strong uh-huh. that uh, people aren't playing, and that's the. I don't know if it's the card itself, but it's the effect of Purify. Uh-huh. So the okay. the Demacia two mana burst remove all text and keywords from a follower. Mm-hmm. I think that card is Loki way better than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to see that at least that effect, I think will get printed more and more. It's, it's like silence and hearthstone. Yep. Um, but being able to remove the text, like text boxes are the game right now. Mm-hmm. And being able to remove a text box, I think is more powerful than people are giving it credit. Oh, God, that's my yeah, example. That's... Oh, that's such I... a hard question. Actually. Yeah. I've, I've actually got one because I got blown out by the card. Um, okay. or like not even blown out in one specific thing but just like completely outvalued and kind of goes counter to what i was talking about before so it's probably better because it's making me look like an idiot um it's a it's a two card answer but they kind of go hand in hand heimerdinger and karma are my answers because they are spell based and they generate a ton of value so when you're playing all these like crappy one for ones and these expensive spells you're getting something out of them. Um, and like I played an expedition where like I was really a- aggressive and my opponent was playing a Heimerdinger deck and just had nothing. Like did not have good minions at all, but just had all these things like play the spell that creates a random spell and regenerates your spell mana. And it's like, well, when he plays that, he gets a, a three one uh elusive. Yeah. It's like, um okay, I can deal with that. And then it's like Oh well, I played a progress day. Now I get a seven. Now I get a seven-one barrier. It's like, well, I can beat one of those, and then it's like yeah. two more things happen. It's like, okay, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I'm getting blown out, out by nowhere. this. I I just like lost to all the bots eventually, just like blocking and trading up yep. and all this stuff. And then karma is the same way. Like karma can, karma like a, yes, it's a random effect, but like. If it gives you like a card of value, it almost doesn't matter. Like it gives you one yeah. card worth of value. It doesn't even really matter what that card is. You're going to win the long game. And then obviously she's like a combo card when she's leveled up. Um, I think those like one or both of those, and maybe that's with the with Ezreal as well, like you were saying, Casa, like that yeah. sort of flavor of control combo type of deck. I think there's, there's some legs there and it's getting slept on right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to think because a lot of things that I would say, like I probably think are being slept on. I'm starting to see in diamond when I'm playing. Yeah, Cause yeah. like Ezreal would have been one that I would have said, yeah. uh, maybe a couple of days ago, but I'm seeing Ezreal decks beat my ass now. So I don't know if they're being slept on anymore. Right. I think they're, pretty good one thing i've been looking at and i want to build a deck because i happen to have all of these yasuos (laughs) is uh not yasuo but uh fey blade twirler which is a two mana one three yes with quick attack yep which 
generally as a body, a two mana one three with quick attack isn't great, but three health is good. It for it's two mana dodges a lot of removal. It's mm-hmm. so, a yeah, very big breakpoint. Um and when you stun or recall a unit, it is granted a permanent plus two plus zero. Yeah. So if you get just one stun or recall, this becomes a two mana three three with quick attack, yep. which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um and it can get out of hand pretty quickly. The thing is, is I haven't seen a very successful Yasuo deck. Like, I've seen yeah. some that, like, kind of work. Right. But I was actually thinking, because I had these Yasuos, and I was, like, looking at it, and I was like, well, I want to I, I play it. I want to figure out some way for this to work. And I was thinking about the spider deck I was playing and how a lot of the creatures have two health. Yasuo, of course, does two damage to each stunned target i was like well maybe there's something there maybe all these recalls are good versus the flyers with all their buffs Mm -hmm. but everything i've tried so far feels far too slow i just think if i can figure it out if i can kind of crack what it needs to go with i kept trying it with noxus because they actually have other stuns Mm -hmm. but maybe that's where i'm trapping myself and i need to try also with other regions even though noxus is kind of the obvious one Right. Um, and maybe it can work because I do think that Fayblade Twirler is actually a very strong card. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's like Cursed Keeper, right? Where you need you can add, you know, 15 other cards that make it good. So it's still fine. And when it really pops off, it's really strong. Just the deck archetype in general feels weak than, right now. Yeah. Slow, yeah. yeah, less than. It, the funny thing is it gets blown out by all the things that it's doing. It's like one one uh william of ionia and that card uh yeah i mean you yeah, know it's still I mean, a positive exchange probably because they're bouncing they're spending a four mana spell to bounce a two mana one but if you're putting your eggs in that basket it might not be uh yeah exactly which is why it has to go in a deck that yeah. works even when it doesn't yep. and that's like i've tried like flyers but then it just feels slow and yeah. clunky and bogged, and it's just i can't get the right combination mm-hmm. if you have a great yasuo deck uh tweeted at me oh yeah you, know, you like, need to I, reach I, out to eric thomas because he I, i'll, has I'll the look Yasuo at them deck. and i'll That's just I'll try it yeah i just i want to see i'm trying to figure it out trying to see if it'll work because i've got these yasuos just sitting there and yeah i think there's potential it just hasn't seemed nearly as good as anything else that's been played yeah Eric Thomas is definitely the Yasuo fanatic. Okay, I found it. I found one more card that I think is slept on, um, and I, I've gotten destroyed by it. In I've I've used it to great effect in Expedition. I've gotten destroyed by it in Expedition, and when I compare it to another card, I think it starts to make sense. The card is called Emerald Awakener. Oh, Either yeah, of you know, know that that one? That yeah. is the Ionia two two life steal for three. Enlightened, oh, yeah. I have plus four, plus four. That's a I'm six, playing him right six, now. That's a six, six life stealer. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think in a deck that can like is a control deck that can get you to that point. Like he's a three mana, um, no condition. What's that card called? Radiant Guardian, which is yeah. one of the best cards. <laughs> yeah, if you Demacia. if you know uh, if you know Gummy Bear, uh, Gummy, uh, Gummy God on Twitch. Yes, um, yeah. he's. Uh, he made a deck recently that I believe is Karma Lux Control, Ooh. and it runs three copies of Emerald Awakener. In oh it. wow! It's, yeah. um, I need to see that. Deck, uh, he's, that sounds he's been, spicy. He he really enjoys it. It's it's incredibly slow and grindy. 
Yeah. So it's probably not a great deck to play on ladder. It's still but not its third game it's, ever. He said it's. He said it's. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. He's still. He's testing it out, trying to figure it out. He's only been able. To, yeah. Like you said, he's been playing for the past three days straight and has only completed four matches. So it's yeah. it's very <laughs> slow and grindy. Yep. Um. But it it does seem like an interesting deck. He says it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in that card specifically and and more control decks, trying out some things that maybe haven't been seen, mm-hmm. I would recommend trying to find that list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Casanova, when people want to get at you to give you their Yasuo decks, how can people find you out on the internet? Yes, they should send me deck picks for Yasuo. (laughs) Um, Send your deck picks. Send deck picks to me at Casanova Hots uh, on Twitter and uh, on Twitch. Yeah, same Casanova Hots on both. Um, I'm streaming Legends of Runeterra like almost every day. Pretty much every day. I don't have a set schedule. I just stream a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just grinding the ladder at Diamond, trying to get Master soon, hopefully. Um, but it's it's a bit of a grind. But yeah, Casanova Hots, that's where you'll find me. Yeah, it is definitely a little bit of a grind. Saucy, where can people, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm just Saucy Mailman all over the uh, internet place. Um, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, I've been putting out a ton of YouTube videos yeah. for uh, Legends of Runeterra. And getting featured in Dot Esports articles. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was uh, in the most recent Dot Esports article about uh, Legends of Runeterra streamers to follow. So they listed me in their top five. Uh, that was really cool because uh, Dot Esports is awesome. Um, and the the most important thing is we do have finally up and registered. If you go to deckpicks.live <laughs> it'll take you to uh the rune terrible website so uh, deckpicks.live i'm the proud owner of that one best url ever <laughs> true yes go to deck go to deckpicks.live and send us your deck picks we want to see them please in their full <laughs> their full majesty we need to see your deck picks um yep. Go to deckpicks.live there. All of our links are there. Also, the best place to find us is going to be at discord.me slash radio. The uh, Discord is absolutely popping off. We've got tons of people in there. We've got lots of discussions, all that stuff. Uh, and it's, it's just been great. We did right before the show. I found, uh, we hit 300 followers on Twitter, which is awesome at rune terrible on Twitter was not expecting that. So thank you everyone who has been following the show. We've gotten a ton of positive feedback, uh, and we really appreciate it. And, uh, we love you guys. So, um, that is going to be it for this episode. Shout outs again. And thank you to Casanova for coming on. You are yeah, thank welcome you for back anytime you'd like. Saucy, you, 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 you are also great and also a oh, host of this you. show. So of course, uh, am I welcome you don't back? Ha- you, you don't have a choice. You have to be back. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, me too. We're, we're stuck here. We are, uh, forever, uh, locked in eternity here at Rune yep. Terrible Radio, but that's a pretty great place to be. And we hope that you guys join us here and uh be here back be back here next week as the meta will probably have changed another 150 times but until then i don't know do we have an outro thing i don't think we do uh, well, no well until uh, then you're great until then you're great we'll see you next week <laughs>